Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Sap, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it's your boy Dave Neal. Today, I chat with my friend Katie Miriam. She's a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, I've known Katie for a long time, but this is definitely the most in-depth conversation we've ever had. You know, she's a co-worker. You know, we see her at stand-up shows all the time, give a give a good hug, quick casual chat. It is so nice to get to know somebody on a deeper level. That's what the gift of the podcast game has been, um, that I just get to meet all these awesome people. We talk about the ability, the, the need to learn what you need out of a relationship in order to... Um, stop attracting the wrong type of guys. So we, so Katie's, you know, this this conversation was really great to just learn what you need. And this goes, you know, this isn't a gender thing. Whatever, whatever, man, woman, whatever, the, whatever you are, what, whatever you need in life, it's all about learning what that is. Because if you don't know, if you can't label what it is, you're just going to keep attracting the wrong person for you. So this is just a really eye-opening conversation that we had and shared some fun stories. You guys are really going to love my chat with Katie. Um, Also, uh, don't forget, if you've never done this before, you need to subscribe um, on the Apple Podcast app on your phone. You might listen on another app, but they aggregate uh, the charts based on how many subscribers and listeners. So we like to climb the charts. We've been tinkering around the top 100 of the comedy interviews charts um, in the United States of America, we've been charting in other countries as well. But um, you know, the more subscribers, the higher up we go, the more random people find it, and the more we build the empire. Anyway, folks, I really appreciate all of your loyalty and listening. We have another group on Facebook too. If you want to join the SAP, there's a Facebook group. It's a private group. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I'm posting memes. I'm trying to have some show note discussions. So far, there hasn't been much discussion from listeners. I know you guys are in there, but there, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know trying to get more of a community going because it's um I like I like that y'all are listening. I check out the downloads. It's great and all that. But, you know, it's nice to hear from you as well. So go to the SAP on Facebook. And also, uh, I mentioned this at the end of the episode, but if you uh, want to join the Patreon, uh, if everyone who joins before December 15th, I will send you a free complimentary Christmas gift which will be a gift box of our homemade soap. It's amazing soap with coconut oil and all these other fantastic oils and peppermint oil and clove and cinnamon and rose clay, which is good for your skin. Oh, it's amazing. Can you believe we make this from our hands? We love to do it. We had 32 pounds the other day. So try me. Join the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the sap. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. And when you join the Patreon, you get access to all of my past episodes, solo episodes, episodes that I do on CarCast, private conversations, our stand-up comedy shows, if you need a good laugh. All of those you, you get access to as soon as you join the Patreon. And uh, anyway, so go go check that out. And if, you know, if, if, if Patreon's not for you and you want to give a Christmas gift, there's a donation button on the homepage, sexactuallypodcast.com. Scroll to the bottom. There's a page. PayPal donation button over there. Uh, but at the very least, we just appreciate that you guys are part of the community and listening to the podcast. So if you can't, if you if you don't have the funds or ability to do any of that right now, that's okay. What we can do for free is share us with your friends, your community, your social media. If you listen to this episode and there's one of your friends that you think needs to listen to it, send it to them on a private messenger. I don't give a fuck. Screen grab it. Post it to your Instagram stories. Whatever it is, we appreciate the support. So thank you guys so much for all the support. And uh, without further ado, I really uh, enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do too. Here is my chat with Katie Miriam. S-A-P, 
Thanks for coming on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are you, uh, now what's going, I, I like to dive right into people's love lives. Okay. We're, we're, so let's start with where we're at now and then we'll un- untangle the Christmas lights as it were. Oh my goodness. Where we're at now is nowhere and really enjoying it. <laughs> nowhere is like no relationship, nothing? No relationship, no, nothing. Um, I am on a pause and um, the the... Um, yeah, the last thing I did was like earlier this year, then I had my father passed away. And so I was I'm like, sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? Time for a pause. And I am really, really enjoying. Did the pause come with sort of like any parameters you set or are you just not act like what if a Prince Charming comes your way? And I'm sorry also for the audio listeners that yeah. my dog's assaulting you for, no, for uh, like, this is the pets. closest relationship I've had in a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's, isn't it nice to have a therapy dog yes. sitting with us? I mean, that's literally his only job is to look cute and have you pet him. Yes. It's amazing. And when you stop petting him, he's going to let you know. He'll let you know. Yeah. Um, so parameters. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, um, I have had some people, uh, you know, inquire, uh, and I and I've let them know I'm on a pause. So That's I such guess. a LinkedIn way to say, <laughs> dudes are trying to fuck you. <laughs> I've had some uh, inquiries <laughs> hit up in my uh, yeah. inbox. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it, it sounds so obnoxious too. It's like, yeah, you know, people are good trying, but I'm like, no. <laughs> this is how you know women control the narrative when it comes to getting laid because no man ever. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's maybe you know some exceptions to the rule but men don't go on sabbaticals from getting laid really you know what i mean yeah i guess there aren't many men that are like i need to slow down how much (laughs) pussy i'm getting i mean there are some that should have should think like that (laughs) actually but i i know what you're saying um i'm always surprised when guys actually have a um the willpower to say no or stop you know what it might be in my own history um it would be more like I need to I need to go for something better quality, which sounds bad because I don't mean quality in the sense of like you know like we're judging steak here, but right. but you know how it is. It's like you can really settle for something that you think is less than what you deserve, right? And that's always the easiest thing. Yeah. The easiest scenario is, and don't get me wrong, the other person can be two people can be settling together, right? You both just play to your lowest denominator of. Meh. <laughs> you know yeah. but that's what it comes down to where i'll be like geez i need to like if i'm getting if i'm like you know because uh in college and as a young adult you're kind of trained to just try to get a lot of ass right uh, not in a way where it's super like um transparent but it's that's where you're valued in your friend group sometimes yeah no totally um and also yeah we're not we're not told to like find the one you know i don't think like how did how did it start how did when I, I like asking women this because it it always seems to be a lot younger than men but when did you feel like you were a sexual being versus mm. versus uh you I know, was a late it, bloomer were you really yeah i was um I, so I was a swimmer through college and I was just like really focused on that. I was focused on my swimming and my, you know, academic. And then when I came to grad school, I was suddenly like, oh, right. I should probably like get into romance. <laughs> well, this is confusing to me because I think swimmers um, generally are the most sexually active of all sports groups. And I say that because they're pretty, it's a pretty co-ed sport. Yeah. And there's just a lot of. It's either it's, it's like it's either one or the other. I will say there's there's either people like me who are just like I'm busy, excuse me, and then the other type that were just like fucking each other in the pool. <laughs> were they really? 
No, not in the pool. They might have been though. <laughs> they might have pool been. sex is is so I much better on paper. They, yeah, it's not. Just yeah, looks like a seal drowning in real really life. Not that, but there's no leverage. There's not a lot of leverage, and it's like things things aren't. Things I mentioned I mentioned before we started that I my last place had a pool and I remember like trying to romance Tasha in the pool and it was it's a it didn't have the, it wasn't a heated pool yeah first of say, all uh, well not a heated pool second so so I'm already you know uh, not uh, not at the greatest uh, size <laughs> capable right. and then the second thing is it's like it, you know you're just stripping each other of the main thing you need which is lubricants you know right. it's a very yeah. it's one of those things that's af- afterwards you're like well that's not gonna feel great right. but um competitive pools are like 69 degrees it's not which yeah. is a sexy number but not a sexy do you have to degree. stay in your lane or do you get like a penalty if you fuck and you drift <laughs> out of your lane how does that <laughs> swimming so this is interesting because swimming is i i respect it because it's the type of sport that's really um you know, some sports I feel like you're gifted with a good arm, or uh, or you're just tall, or there's certain things. But swimming is really you put in a lot of work. Yeah, it's like a full body. Yeah, it's you know, it's one that you train really young. From so an early you, age so you, you, you really were late bloomer. If you're not, you're not pursuing guys in college either. Um, not, no, not to the degree that everybody else was. I just didn't, I didn't find myself that interested until much later. Interesting. And then I became obsessed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you? Oh, because I lost my virginity to a swimmer. So I, I really, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, there was a, a study a long time ago uh, that they did in a college, and they were like, which athletes fuck the best? And they said it was swimmers, of course. And then second was baseball players. I don't well, know that's I'm a baseball player. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Swimmers so have the two top. Well, swimmers have core strength. They've got mm-hmm. stamina. Mm-hmm. They've got great bodies. I mean, swimming swimmers might have the best bodies of all sports. You know, mm-hmm. softball players. You're gonna your your powerful hips and right. uh, basketball, whatever. But swim. I mean, yeah. come on. Baseball players, I think it's less about their fuckability and more about the um, a lot of cool guys play baseball. That it's might a cool be guy it. sport. That might be it. It might be, again, the stamina thing because they stand around a lot, but they have to go, you know, nine innings. Yeah. So. We have to chew uh, tobacco while we fuck you, but as long as you're <laughs> a spit cut by the bedside. We, yeah. But yeah, baseball, baseball is a sport where so much time, there's so much downtime that there's a lot of bullshitting happening. Right. And that might aid into the development of um, charm. Right. Which sounds crazy. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you might it might aid in the development of like learning how to talk to people and bullshit and have fun and develop a friend group. Right. I don't know. So you, you talk a lot during sex, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I like to bullshit. <laughs> I it's weird. It gets rough when I put my cleats on. Um <laughs> And jockstrap. And uh, no, uh, it's funny d- dating Tasha because, and by the way, for those listening, Tasha will be back. We're not keeping her from the podcast. This is her second week in a row. She wasn't here, but oh. she's been taking her dance classes, which I'm so all about her doing because yeah. she used to dance. And I'm like, you got to do that. It's so good oh, for your brain ex- yeah. and your body to like reconnect with something challenging, you know? Yeah. I wish I knew how to dance. That's so cool. She was, she was, she came, she, yesterday she was like, She's like, I've been watching a lot of TikToks. And by the way, we're going to sound like grandparents. She goes, I've been watching a lot of TikToks and I want to start doing something. And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, and, and she was starting to, to like tell me like what what's working for other people. And I was like, whatever it is that you think will be fun doing, that's, a, that's like a coloring book activity. If you want to spend four hours learning how to do an eight second dance move and like make your version of it, go for it. Yeah. Like we like we we take ourselves too seriously sometimes. We're like play, 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 play. So right. I'm excited she's out there playing and doing like this like Sunday dance. Uh, yeah, troop that she's been doing. That's what. Wait, she's learning. She's relearning dance for TikTok. Is that what no, no, no. So okay. it's, it's that got nothing to do with TikTok. <laughs> okay. But I'm and it was funny when I was like trying to explain. I was like, so this TikTok we speak of. Um, no. 
you you want to feel old start watching some tiktoks that'll make you feel fucking old yeah i don't get it like i already i already know i won't that's what they say you start feeling old when you don't know what like um musicians names are anymore right you know oh my gosh there's like the american music awards or something and people were coming people were coming on stage and i was like i don't know like i don't know 75 percent of the people on stage right now how can musicians get away with being so cool like no one wears clothes like that like comedians we will shame each other for dressing in a way that's outside of a very neutral way you know what i mean yeah but then we'll also like have a full velvet jumpsuit for a special or something that's true but so. that's a black that's a eddie murphy i mean like who's wearing velvet jumpsuits uh well amy schumer did a full leather oh she did the black yeah <laughs> but th- she did that in homage paint homage to well i don't know why she did the it but special, the, yeah, yeah. The, le- eddie murphy's but yeah. but for them but then you got the people then you've got the louis ck or the you know where everyone's trying to dress like steve jobs and look completely neutral right and i i feel like i mean there's extremes to it but yeah i think i think the way comics like we we want and sometimes our material to stand out versus what yeah it, we it, look it like. feels gimmicky if you were if you wear something too flashy or something i used to have a joke where i would i would talk and i still will do it where i'll talk about hats but like i, I decided to just learn how to do the joke without wearing a hat because uh-huh. then it becomes a prop and then it's like i gotta put my hat on oh yeah and like you know a baseball com- hat yeah and you know the comic who has to bring a flashlight on stage there's a guy who he yeah. jokes around about that he's like kids make fun of him because he has a flashlight in his pocket he has to bring with him yeah. but like that's something you have to think about if you're going to be doing a prop right i know i i try to you know avoid that having I mean, a prop on on any kind of level even like pulling out your phone and reading from your phone I'm that's another like, prop let me read you this text message i'm like no oh so you're always gonna have to read a text message yeah it's, yeah, it's wild to Don't think do that. or like someone will be like this is what my uh you know veronica does my friend veronica does this and she's a past podcast guest and if she's listening veronica i'm sorry but it's a prop if you have to bring out the email that your dad wrote and you print it out you're still reading a prop just memorize it right or i don't know like say the parts that are you know relevant i say whatever. go full prop or no prop i want you to wheel in and don't get me wrong i think <laughs> right. comedy needs this i think comedy needs to get back into like, there needs to be an acceptance for prop comedy again we've banished yeah. prop props were so big yeah you're so right. big you're right and the if you've ever seen a, a comic doing props and it's actually part of their act, I think it's fascinating. There's yeah. this old guy in Rhode Island whenever I go back and do shows. He, I mean, old, like mm-hmm. fucked up, done a lot of drugs, old. But he does a joke about like... Um, he, uh, uh, he's he, 36 years old. <laughs> he's a really aged hard. But he does a joke about like... Uh, like um, he you know he does drugs now but he he can't go as hard so he does like less and he rips out a um an equal packet you know with those little fake sugar the yeah, splendas yeah. or whatever yeah. and he rips it out and he and he throws it on stage and he goes diet coke <laughs> just in a powder and it's i butchered it and it's not a good joke it's a hack joke but it's coming but it's like this guy goes full on he's got a, a plastic bag of props he brings on stage and by wow. the end of his set there's splenda on the floor and this and that and it's like that that was a product of a generation where they actually like multiple comics were doing that shit yeah yeah you're right you know you should go full prop if you're gonna go prop go full prop wouldn't it have be a great really suitcase do, wouldn't it be great to, to run a show where you have to do a prop mm-hmm. like a like a theme show but you have to do a prop joke you have to bring something that is a prop and do a joke so you don't have to do a 10 minute set on it but you have to have your something in your set i think that's a really good idea i like that idea we I need mean, to yeah. we need to go we need to go back to like 
this physical do I don't it. know you know those shows are so fun like people call them gimmicky shows or whatever I have one I have a gimmicky show where like a, a drink is made you know um, but what do you really mean a drink is made a drink so the comic does their set and then I have a bartender there that designs a cocktail based on oh I set. didn't know this yeah, yeah this yeah. is a fascinating idea yeah, yeah yeah so but it's a gimmicky idea and it's like it's fun to have those and like have a theme to it yeah. and like that would be fun well in Put LA a prop show yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do a you know what I think I have to do a prop show yeah. I think this is it I'll get a get because there's so many shows where it's like um a ju- you know comedy you know there'll be a jumping off point or like i think there needs to be more like new material shows new like exploring trying different things because yeah. if left to our own devices we're just going to tr- do what works really yeah and it, and it might not even work and we'll just keep doing it over and over and then you have to branch out like the um i just did a show where i had to pitch a fake product and that was just kind of fun you know that's amazing Come up, like yeah. a shark tank show yeah, exactly oh i could i would love that yeah i've got so many products in my head of things I, I would want someone else to make, but I don't feel like it myself. Right. Like apps and things. You know <laughs> what I mean? I don't feel like it myself. I'm just like, yeah. somebody do this. I don't I don't care to do it, but mm-hmm. somebody make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, you should do the, I'll so, tell you the info. Yeah, please do. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, Dave, your time is up. And I'll be like, one more idea. <laughs> and another. And, an- and another thing. <laughs> and next. Now, how how do we go from, how, how does comedy tie into your late development in relationship-wise? Oh, really good question. You know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever really talked about this besides with people that aren't in comedy. Um, the reason I started doing comedy was to to try to get my writing out there, but mostly because I had this relationship go bad with this dude and I was just sitting up one night just like thinking about all these ways I could like talk about it and that was making me laugh and thought I thought was funny and I started writing it down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to an open mic. And I'm going to just really start doing this thing and it was all because of this dude that just did me wrong <laughs> so sound like a country music song yeah he done I, did me wrong and i wrote a comedy I, bit about I him i can't sing so yeah <laughs> that, that's what it comes down to yeah, exactly. can't sing yeah maybe we'll tell a joke yeah you know we so then in the um etymology of uh in the stand-up history i think you and i are have similar lineage or similar backgrounds to why you get in. So I think we're like comedy cousins right now. Really? I think we're comedy cousins. We might Did be closer. And then you got- I think that's what happens. Yeah. Um, I think you get burned and you need to talk about it in a way that cuts the tension right. of what it was. Right. And sometimes a, a conversation with a friend isn't that outlet. Not to say I wasn't doing that, but like, right. so yeah, where it was talking to your girlfriends or, you know, none of what, what, what was it about comedy that was more fulfilling than just venting? It seemed like you were putting it into a productive, you, you know, you're turning it on its head and making it work for you and like make other people have a good time. So you're just making it a productive thing rather than just like a negative got hurt type thing, which is always what comedy has done in my life. I don't know how, you know, you feel about comedy in general, but that was always cutting the tension in the family dramas or whatever. It's just like throw in a joke and just like make it feel better. It's so know? true. Whenever something tough happens in a comic's life the only thing as friends we can say is you're gonna get a good bit out of that right oh yeah your, your chick fucked your uh, uncle oh man right, right. got a closer now exactly. <laughs> you got a good one yeah but that's it you you brought up a good point you're parlaying energy you're taking sort of negative energy or energy that's tough and hurtful and you're spinning it in a direction that you can control and i think a lot of 
comedy comes down to control. So it's like you're yeah. you're not able to control what happens to you, but you're yeah. able to control how you bundle it up and deliver it to people. And I think that's a very special place to be with how you um, manufacture your comedy. Yeah. So how so you you so a guy did you wrong? Yeah. As it he were, done did me he wrong. done did you? He didn't just oh he didn't do me. He done did he me done wrong. Done did me wrong. <laughs> you ever get so mad you just become southern? Yeah. <laughs> he done did me wrong. This old motherfucker. Um, what was it that that done you did you? Oh, um, you know. Is it a ghosting? Act, uh, he you know? just played me a little bit. You know, he, uh, I knew him for a while and. We hung out for a little bit and then he sort of wandered away, so to speak, and then came back around into my life and then like screwed me over again. And so I was like, oh, you know what? That time was not okay. Um, (laughs) I'm not taking his side here, but what was it that um, did you think he saw? Like, what was it that he took advantage of? Were you were you just naive to the fact that he wasn't going to chew it or screw it? And yeah, you know, I was totally naive. I yeah. mean, I was very naive. I was a late bloomer, and then I was incredibly naive about how everything works for up until last week. Like, literally, <laughs> <laughs> I took it took took me so long to figure out that, like, you know, the warning signs, the clear, clear red flags, and all the. Right. All the the way to play the game and all that. Well, I'll 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 also agree with you that I think I I kind of um was a little bit of a late bloomer myself. So I that's why when I talk about um that I've had to maybe up the value of what I'm pursuing, it's because I think if anyone was interested in fucking me, mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean, and not to say yeah. that not to say that some of my uh, ex lovers weren't. Uh, great people and and also very attractive and this and that because because mm-hmm. some of them you know there, there are times when you're like wow i can't believe this person right in this moment wants to have sex with me right that's a that's something i think every guy must feel at a certain point in time because in you know women develop before men so like even in high school there's all the all the girls that i was friends with are now dating older guys and you're mm-hmm. you know the t- testosterone's a bitch right so yeah. like these guys are six inches taller they're muscular they got facial hair i mean you just can't compete with evolution and like and <laughs> in, in, in development you just have to wait till you also develop right. so then so then all of a sudden you're a junior in college mm-hmm. and you got these smoking hot women that are either your age younger or even older moms even and you're yeah. like this mom wants to fuck me what like you wow. it's like Have you, you know mom? Now, um yes but <laughs> not in a way that was like um i was the young guy and it was in a milf it wasn't a milf it okay. was a uh, young a young mom oh gotcha i yeah uh, it's a mom your age kind of i think so yeah i think she was my age i was in my like mid-20s and she was a mom and mm-hmm. it was actually funny because i was on the road i was on the road for shows this is before obviously it was yeah. in a relationship yeah um which, by the way, I've, I can't tell you how many comics like you. Can, you, you don't cheat, like you don't do this thing. <laughs> I, I mean, don't mean, I that. don't think we'd be close if. <laughs> I don't mean that to like virtue signal because I think men all face temptations and women do too. Sure, but yeah. like, it's amazing to me just how scummy some people are. Like, I got, I got my um thirst for like feeling love and acceptance in right. in that sexual way. So now, right. if like a waitress were to hit on me at a show, um, out of town, I'd be like awesome yeah. she wants to fuck me that's right. cool still fuckable still yeah. got it you just don't need to cash in it. on those yeah. chips you go yeah. okay cool you want to fuck me i know right. it's not gonna be as good as the idea right. of you wanting to fuck me it's just not gonna be exactly it's, it's like that chris rock special that just came out i remember he said something like i cheated on my wife with four women four women and he gets real quiet and the whole auditorium got quiet and then he was like 
which like a lot of women right in here right now are like that asshole and all the men in here right now are like only four (laughs) so it's like you know like everybody thinks that you should cheat like men cheat yeah i'll cheat and well they accept it's acceptable because they all do it and it's not and it no and it's just like you like i said just understanding what temptation is and understanding you know if you're drinking or whatever you're putting yourself in a bad position to like fabricate what it is you're looking for and you're never gonna you're never gonna fuck you're never gonna cheat and then be like walk you walk home from that and be like oh i feel great I feel great yeah you're gonna be like oh, i've got something night the one waiting for me at home that's not that did not sign up for this you know right, what i mean right. but anyway so in this situation i was on the road and i was single and I think it was the only time i ever used actually used tinder and was able to get you know rally somebody out to see me yeah. and it was like late at night where i was like I, I was communicating with her for maybe a day or two and i think it was my last night in town and um i was like you know sometimes sometimes you go on tinder as a single guy just to like you know if you're in a if you're doing a, you know doing gigs out of town where it's like you just want to go to the mall with somebody mm-hmm. you know like ideally you would want to meet somebody and, and have something fun happen but sometimes it's just like there's no one else in this rant like random town that right. i know yeah and um, literally three four days in the town you're literally going nuts and yeah. then and then so i didn't think she was gonna come out and then it was like midnight and she's like all right i'm gonna come over um and then and then on the way over she's like i have a two-year-old son don't murder me oh and my. i was like oh you have to worry about me murdering you yeah that oh, doesn't yeah. Even go through my mind yeah, yeah, as yeah. a guy yeah right yeah, we always have to worry about that. Even if it wasn't just a random, she was like, she could be killed by a guy she's been seeing for months. <laughs> could happen in any moment. Like your positivity there. Yeah. Equal know. opportunity. Yeah, you know. Do you have um, to, do you think, does that go through your mind if you're, if, it, if like you meet a guy out and he wants you to go back to his place? Does it go, are you looking for red flags? Is I mean, I am that? more than I was as, uh, you know younger but uh no it doesn't go through my mind as much as it should but i what to speak to what you're saying about like um looking for something better the older you get like i think that um uh my father passing actually like gave me the ability to uh realize all the excuses i was giving all these dudes and that's not something i'm gonna do anymore which is another thing i'm on a pause for because it's like so what type of excuses are we talking about oh everything it's just, just giving like, yeah he's the- an asshole but like this this and this or like yeah he you know he's just not good at expressing himself or like whatever just like always giving guys the excuse or the benefit of the doubt or letting them be childish or like kind of mean and rude and then like also too sensitive to understand that um that I get to express myself as well. You know what I mean? It's just like all these things that, that all these men just get to be perpetually children about. And, um, not every man, but in Los Angeles, it's, um, you're not, you're not meeting all the, all dudes that have steady jobs and, you know, exactly work with their hand. You know, there's a lot of pretty boy fuck boys out there. Yeah. And I just, I just recently realized that I just don't want to have to defend, indefensible or just shitty behavior anymore i just don't want to do it so if it happens i'm just gonna be like all right cool thanks bye thanks next <laughs> pause bye yeah. i love that bye bye <laughs> see ya <laughs> i am um, I, I first of all i think i commend you for for those um sort of guidelines you're setting for yourself and i think i think everybody gets to that point where you learn what's right for you and you can't be met and, and now it's like it's up to you to sort of yeah just just buy them before you waste your time yeah because it's all all you have now is your time you've got so much free time per week to go on a date or to do whatever when when you do want to meet the right guy you just want your time wasted exactly and i think men i think it's kind of like you're like you like you're like uh you know fucking with the rubik's cube a little bit of your life like you're switching up what it is 
you 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 will accept and then the world's like oh katie's not doing this part now get those guys out and right. then you're just taking the dudes out of the warehouse and it's going to be a lot less of a selection pool but you're opening space for the right guy who might have like his shit together and then sees see you as like some cool chick who's like does her own thing but knows what she wants and it's like it's very attractive to the right type of guy but also will be polarizing to the wrong type because the guy's gonna be like oh she's not like i was you know i've been there as a single guy where i'm like i'll date some girls she's like look i'm looking for something a little bit more than what you seem to be giving out and i'd be like i don't like to lose but i feel like you're right so i'm just gonna let you go Mm -hmm. like i've been in those situations where i'm like yeah you're right i'm totally not in a head head space to be settling down like right. you but good for you and good luck yeah. and all that and yeah I, it is amazing to like um when you do or when i did um just like suddenly realize that uh i don't want to do that anymore and like give it the excuses and like make it easy for guys and whatever then it was just like suddenly so clear that all the little tactics and games that they play were just so, like they just became so obvious and just like so glaringly didn't work you know are these games that men that men know they're playing or is it just like a survival this works to get laid type of thing i think it's this works and you know it's always worked in the past and maybe even worked on me like a year ago or something now what so what what give me some examples of what types of games we're talking about um you know they're not they're not fun positive (laughs) it's like you know the gaslighting thing or just like um the the being super defensive like calling out exactly what he's doing on you as if it was what you were doing so you can't even like oh it's like, almost like uh yeah like calling you out before you can because that because that, that's what i don't understand with gaslighting where how how do you properly know if you're being gaslit and what is what technically is that okay so i'll give you a really good example i went over to a guy's house once and he was mad at me for a very silly thing um it doesn't matter, but basically I knew who his ex was and he was mad that I found out who his ex was. And it's not that big of a deal. It didn't matter, matter to me. How did you me. know who his ex was? Because I know her. Oh, so you weren't like just sneaking. No, no, no. <laughs> I just know her. And it's How so, dare you know people? I know. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. So he was like very upset. And so he was like, he was like, I need you to calm down. I need you to calm down. And I'm just sitting there looking at him and I'm not doing anything. I'm just looking at him. And his face is just getting more and more upset. And he's like, will you stop? Will you stop? Stop. Just stop. And I was like, are you insane? Like I was just sitting anytime I started to open my mouth, like, are you okay? It would just stop. And I was like, okay, so you're just acting like I'm insane, but you're, you're the one that's literally on. Yeah. Like someone telling you to calm down when they're the one who's clearly right. Flaring their Olympics. Exactly. So that to me is like being gaslit. Like you're trying to act like I'm crazy and I'm not doing anything. So it's not wild how, and this is part of the reason we do this podcast. Cause it's like, we're not here to kill it with laughter and this and that, but I I mean, it's so interesting how you can explore how poorly people communicate right. when it matters. It's one thing to like uh, order Starbucks and say hi to the barista. It's another thing to how do you communicate when it you're in a fight or flight mode? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate when your adrenaline's spiking? Right. And as a man, you've got a uh, usually a power advantage where you can you can physically power your way through a conversation by raising your voice or even just being intimidating. I right. mean, you're spiking your energy. You got a, a neck vein popping out. You don't realize this, but like how men can communicate with each other can be 
cannot can be very unhealthy if you're trying to approach that with with a significant other. Right. Yeah. And you know, and I don't know the all the best ways of communicate. I I need to listen to your podcast more. I think to like we don't know it's either. My life. It's it's just it's um it's like critical thinking. You have to look at the situation and go. Okay, this isn't working. What I'm doing right now is not working. Right. I, I you know, my buddy Channing. I, I talk to him all the time. We don't we don't communicate on the same level um that works for me. Yeah. We were talking the other day and he responds about something, you know, one of my ideas being trash. And I go, Hey man, you can't call my things trash. Right. And then a minute later he comes back and he goes, I wasn't calling your idea trash. I was saying that this situation is trash. Like he elaborated and I go, Okay, man, but like that's not what you said. Right. And I'm might be when I'm reading a text, I'm taking it literal. I feel right. like I, even in one example, you were there when I showed you a text when it was a group chat, and I was like, yeah. this person's blowing me off, right? Right. Yeah. I got like confirmation from other people. Yeah. I was like, what's is this weird or not? Right. When I brought that home to Tasha, and again, to, so people listening know, and again, Channing, if you're listening, yeah, you're part of it, you know, and I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm just using an example as to how we are on different pages. I'm highly sensitive and it's something yeah. I try, I'm trying not to, I don't want to be this way, yeah. but, but I was like, uh, what if we did this? And his response to a group chat was, I don't like it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. I don't like it. That's four words. Right? I don't like it. So that was it. There, there wasn't much for me to misinterpret. Right. Uh, and so like everyone, you, Jess, all these other people were like, yeah, dude, that sounds like an asshole dismissive <laughs> thing to say. Mm-hmm. But then I brought it home to Tasha and she goes, I think you're just being sensitive. So I'm like, oh, uh, so you're on the side of things that's like way more blunt. Right. But also I think if I was, I think, I think she was um, coming to a place where she knows that I'm sensitive. So she was trying to calm me down. But I think if I, I if she was like, let's go camping. And I was like, I don't like it. She'd be like, well, fuck you then. Like, I yeah. feel like people don't understand until they're dealt with their own words. I, I think that's so spot on because I actually started doing a bit about this, but it was from experience of, so I was just thinking about Channing saying your idea is trash. If I had ha- that from a guy I've been dating in the past, like a past dude, one of these other guys that I'm done with uh, and said anything to like, you can't call me, like say that's trash or whatever, call my idea trash. I would not have gotten the response from Channing back. I would have gotten like a, you know, either ignoring ghosting forever or like some kind of like, diatribe about how you know right to take it and the ghosting part's interesting because that is that when people don't know how to communicate and and it, it, to, to to bring it back to this scenario uh we were fighting about something different texting back and forth i was driving to san diego uh, yeah i was texting and drive it was bumper to bumper traffic that's you text and drive and bumper to bumper oh, yeah. you do it you do it you're not going anywhere and um and he was like uh, wrote back angrily about something and didn't respond and i was like fuck it you know but yeah. and then like half an hour later i'm still in traffic in a four-hour drive i go let me guess you got mad threw your phone down and put your video game headphones on and start and started playing video games and he wrote back dying laughing because that's <laughs> he said that's exactly what i did i was like you can't just and again it's not bad if you need to like pause the situation and leave but like do it on your own terms right. not like not like as a reaction to anger Right. Absolutely. I mean, but yeah, that's what I started doing the bit about is just like responding to exactly what people do, like just treating people exactly how they treat you. It doesn't work out. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> it always, they, they always take it way worse. Um, but having that mirror put up in front of them. Yeah. But it, it doesn't always work out like fighting fire with fire, but yeah. it, it at least is at least an equal equation. When, it, when yeah. you look at chemistry, you look at equations, you look at law of attraction you look at conservation of energy, right. whatever you give out, you're getting back. It right. might take a long way to get, it might be boomeranging around a block, but it's going to hit you in the head. Yeah. So 
yeah. you don't have to because you i like to give people the benefit of the doubt that and i and I, I i said this i think i posted on facebook before thanksgiving i was like give your family the benefit of the doubt that they're trying their best because you have to give people the benefit of the doubt it doesn't mean they're not shitty people yeah so it just means that like you you know the men you're dating might be trying their best it doesn't mean they're not gaslighting you and it doesn't yeah. mean you have to take it right it just means okay you might not be worth fighting with but i need to go find somebody who is because there are people that you don't see eye to eye with or you don't communicate well with but you approach the conversations with a, at least enough goodwill and curiosity that you want to make it work right. have you dated any guys that just you, you didn't speak each other's love languages but you still sort of learned how to come to the table um yeah i mean a long time ago <laughs> yeah there's like there was a couple uh early on um like a couple of good guys in la and uh you know definitely different um ways of communicating and different i would even say value systems entirely but you know they were good guys it just didn't work out long term because of that do you ever do you have any um uh, examples that you can remember where you were the problem <laughs> where you go oh geez i was drinking too yes. much and fighting or whatever oh my gosh i used to be so reactionary about um anything i i want to blame birth control but i can't blame all of that. <laughs> um i was just like you know how dare you like um insult me I, I told this one guy that you know he was being condescending and then he he kind of blew off the handle a little bit or whatever but like i was thinking back and i was like i didn't have to to say that like he was trying to be nice he was just being really condescending like it just to me in that moment Mm -hmm. and so like i started that i didn't need to like i could have come at that a much better way because it was he was not trying to insult me and you know but i was but i made him a a positive beautiful moment go real bad and and what did it take for you to acknowledge that were you just like on the car ride home being like oof i was a fucking cunt Mm mm-hmm yeah exactly that but you apologized to him um i did uh it still didn't work out it's happened to me recently or it was at the hollywood hotel actually this is where all of my shame happens mm. i got to do a show it's fucking shit you know most of the shows there are shit it's just a tough yeah. place this guy in the audience and he was like i was like doing a bit and it wasn't working no one was laughing and i was like i'm bailing out of this thing and he was like no finish it finish it and then afterwards after the set he was like tell me more about that joke and he was like uh-huh. kind of being really nice yeah i was like dude and i, I this is hard for me to do. Normally, I play the game, and I was like, "Dude, I was having a rough set, man. I don't want to talk about it." Like, yeah. and I was like, I was, "And I was, and I was a prick and dismissive to him." Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I saw that he was a comedian, and I was like, "And not because he was a comedian, like I shouldn't have uh, valued him more." But sometimes when it, comedians understand, so I, I should have given him the benefit of the doubt that he was trying to help me work through a shitty set versus an, a normal audience member. It's like, dude, you don't get it. Sometimes you just fucking eat a dick and you just move on. And it was one of those right. like, I wanted to rewrite the hard drive and just forget about this. And right. he was like, no, oh, tell me more about it. I'm like, man, bro, chill the fuck out. All right. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. Pe- you're smiling. You're too many, you're too many teeth are <laughs> looking at me right now. <laughs> kind of asshole you know am I? That, yeah, I do. And he was, but banging some one of the comics and he was like and he was um anyway i don't know and he was a, <laughs> he was just in the audience supporting a show like oh, there was wow. even even if you you know whatever so i after the next day i was i like messaged him i was like i'm sorry i'm really sorry and and i did that for me but yeah. i was i didn't do it because i was like i wanted to look good in, in front of the stand-up community i did it because i was i was an asshole to him yeah and it wasn't a good representation of who i feel like i am right so right. fuck who i want to project to be i it didn't sit well with me right and i had a you know and you, you know how it is like sometimes you got to talk it through with a friend or someone i'm like tasha yeah. like uh i was a dick and ugh. yeah it just you know that that uh, yeah 
little yeah. I need to bathe myself of this and Turns it's kind of like a little bit yeah, yeah and it does and it, that's not an off that doesn't that doesn't happen often but I can I can't imagine with actual hotheads in our yeah. comedy scene how I mean some people are just, we're so vo- volatile because we attach um, our inner being to like our success on stage Absolutely. so often and we're constantly facing rejection yeah so imagine I mean you can you're you know as a fellow comic imagine if we attach like our being to having to do well every night i mean it's what a fucking roller coaster yeah it's it's insane i was more emotionally stable before i started doing comedy but like, do you think sure. that comedy's made you a less emotionally stable or is it a or, or are you addressing are you like challenging who you are more you know probably that and i will say that i um i think that lately this year especially i've am now more emotionally stable than like a year ago. But I think that it definitely has you addressing uh, a lot of your demons and you're right. I mean, you're like literally wearing your, your entire persona, your real self, I think, you know, in the form of, you know, defense is, you know, comedy is a defense, but you're still presenting yourself on stage because there's, it's all you, it's all you're writing. It's you presenting yourself to the world and you can be completely rejected. Yeah. And and you can even like not even be fully rejected and still feel. Okay, it just might be somebody checking their text message at that free comedy show they're at, and yeah. we're just like, I'm trying to talk about my dead dad, and right. you're and you're <laughs> over dad. there, <laughs> and you're. I've had a hard time tackling my my issues because, and I don't. I don't begin to try to relate to like I didn't have a relationship with my dad when he oh, died, man. but I went to um he died like um like six or seven years ago. Oh. I only met him when I was like twenty. He, my mom oh, okay. kept us front like he was just not part of my life. Different Got part it. of the world. Yeah, Vietnam vet, P- PTSD mm-hmm. had, had um, six wives, not all at once, but he had six. Mm-hmm. Well, like clearly he was the problem. He was a yeah. guy who couldn't kind of recover from his Vietnam days and, sure. and amongst other issues. Yeah. Um, on disability his whole life this and that died at a young age um wow, cause of death agent orange agent orange which wow. was the um defoliant used yeah. in vietnam yeah um made by monsanto enjoy yeah. your fucking <laughs> romaine lettuce folks or whatever um but yeah <laughs> that uh, has e coli most of the time <laughs> i know and i have it i have romaine lettuce and tasha's like yeah, babe this romaine lettuce was recalled and i was like i'm gonna eat it and she goes you're willing to risk e coli for f- saving four dollars and i was like yeah That's so funny yeah i'm gonna eat i'm it. gonna eat it i already started it i'm not shitting yet or whatever happens with e coli yeah. they get e coli because it's the migrant workers or not, i don't say migrant i don't know what they are probably migrant workers like shitting in the fields oh really that's what it comes from it comes from like fecal oh my issues. gosh if you're eating a salad while you listen to this subscribe to the patreon um <laughs> but yeah i so my dad he died and um and it was like um i went to the I went to his grave for the first time th- this past Christmas. I did oh, a wow. podcast episode after. Wow. Some it mu- some people might have liked it. It could have just been, you know, tough. Yeah. You know, tough because you got to, you know, you go to some kiosk at the uh, Jefferson Memorial or whatever it was called. Uh-huh. There's, you know, I don't know, 150,000 uh, veterans buried there. Wow. And it you, the kiosk tells you, you know, you go to this plot over here and it, and it prints on a map and then you find the grave and then wow. you cry and then you look at it and you cry because it's like, Oh, you, you're, you're, there's this physicality to all of these emotions I had my whole life. It's yeah. not about the guy I knew. It's about the guy I didn't know. It's about my upbringing. All these little things come out and you're just going like, I didn't know I had this in my throat and yeah. I'm, they're still coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you have, did you have like any growth after his death? Was there like, are you, I mean, obviously you, you mentioned, you know, just like pausing from the fuck boys. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I 
feel like I have grown a lot. I feel like I'm suddenly feel grounded and calm. And I don't know um, how much of it is in my head and how much of it is because my dad was terminally ill for um, at least a couple years, probably closer to three. Um, so for as soon as we realized we had a scare in 2017 where we thought that was it. And so it was like two years of um, it's almost like somebody was going to shoot you. Somebody's going to shoot you and you don't know when and it's going to hurt a lot and you don't even know where on your body you're going to get shot. It's just like you you just like have this anticipation of something horrible happening and then it, it happened and it sucked and it was terrible. But it's now it's like, okay, you know, and it's like this kind of it's like suddenly forward thinking momentum right. of of life. And it's like, okay. Band-Aids off. Yes. Like that happened and it's done. And you know, now we can, it's a very, uh, spiritual and positive way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I was close with my dad and, um, he definitely gave me my sense of humor. He gave me my, my screen handle, capability um, on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, that's so, that's so great to hear. I mean, you know, you talked about the transfer of energy, you know, I, 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 where I come from, what I believe is that you just, there, there is no, like we have this physical loss and it sounds so kind of hippie dippy to say, but mm-hmm. it's like, there's not a, like wh- whatever makes me up is, is here, yeah. you know, but it's like, um, we're just carbon matter put together. Mm-hmm. The spirit goes and the body decomposes. It's so there's like, there's an energy there that you carry on and that's probably still yeah. there, but we just can't contemplate that, right. which is, which makes it hard to yeah. imagine what that is. But that's in my, my, uh, my best friend, um, went through a divorce and her dad died of a terminal illness last year, wow. same time. And she was the a main, he was, um, he was, he was, her dad was divorced. So she, she became the main person to deal with everything. So that was fascinating how yeah. she actually became a stronger version of herself. She had, she didn't break. I'm sure she broke down, yeah. but she didn't break. And that's so right. crazy. I can't imagine, you know, dealing with my father dying was, I was such a passive. I mean, I found out in a Facebook group chat wow. during a stand up show. Wow. On my birthday, I found out wow. that he died before he did. They were, Cause they were like, he was good, like, it was just months that people thought, oh, he, this is it for him and, and whatever. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, breathing tube, just ready to go. And then finally, you know, it, we knew it was happening, but, but then it was like really weird to find out the, uh, to find out in a way that was like the up to date, up to the minute things. It was like, I, yeah. but then again, I can't leave the Facebook group of my dad dying. <laughs> I can't be yeah. like, Dave's left the group. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You left the conversation? That'd be amazing. Oh my God. I'm just like, Hey, sorry guys. I just had to turn notifications off. Can you let me know when you wrap up this death thing? Because this yeah. is fucking nuts. I mean, that's like kind of a funny little TikTok. <laughs> Dave left the group. <laughs> <laughs> don't you always feel it's so funny you can't just leave the group anonymously it's no. like the most like badass like dave's yeah. left the relationship yeah Peace. yeah that's crazy <laughs> but very interesting and i know it's i know i know it's we are just an imprint of whoever raised us right you know yeah and that's part of what communication is is we we aren't always raised in ways that are healthy but i think you, <laughs> yeah you just realize it sounds like you had a good relationship with your dad like you realize you know do you communicate in the same sort of ways that he did or yeah pretty much um i think you know i have a lot of my mom too and she's like my dad was very calm and um uh very chill 
very um not very verbose you know and my mom is like the opposite she's like very emotional and very high strung and oh i hope she doesn't listen to this um (laughs) (laughs) subscribe patsy what's her her name paula paula (laughs) i was close i could feel that energy (laughs) subscribe paula what are you doing come on um so that's not a that's not a bad thing but so i have you know there's a very hypersensibility about me that's definitely not from my dad he's more of that calming energy which i always wish i had more of because it, it just seems more cool you, you know, know? Oh, tosh is the same way i wish she was here to talk about it because yeah. it sounds like i'm you know projecting this on her but her dad is you i've never seen her dad raise his voice yeah he's just a very stable right like don't get me wrong he could communicate better you, you know, i've never seen the guy smile at me before you know i've never yeah. made him laugh you know he's a, well. I, he does have but it when when someone doesn't smile often mm. you do get extra excited when you do make them laugh <laughs> yeah. on a stupid pun or something like you're Absolutely. starting doing dad jokes with them yeah. but she's but yeah she's way more like kind of you know, uh, reactionary to issues and, but she idolizes her dad yeah. and that's crazy for me to see. Cause I, I look, I look up to my stepdad a lot, but I never had like that super close from birth bond with the dad. Right. So like I idolized my stepdad, but I met him when I had almost when I was 11 mm-hmm. and that sounds young in hindsight, but you're a fucking human right you've 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 got a very strong seared way of thinking about you. Yeah. You know, I've got this like, go out amongst you know hanging out with your friends coming home at when the sun goes down loner kind of vibe where i'm yeah. just like i'm gonna go for a bike ride by my like yeah. i've never realized how much i value my alone time yeah insanely i'm but anyway that's a side point but i never had i never had that close bond and i'm obsessed with it when i see it i've yeah. best friends who who you know had a close relationship with their dad and i was yeah. always just like kind of this outsider that would be like i guess i write my uncle i would send my uncle's uh you know father's day cards that's what you you had to pick an uncle and send him a father's day card wow and these poor uncles of mine you know when i'm a kid they're in their 20s right we're doing this now and i'm like (laughs) i gotta send uncle craig a father's day card he doesn't and now i'm like uncle craig will you help me make a you know a a tree fort you can't say you can't say no to that play catch with me (laughs) (laughs) he's like shit i guess so gotta step up to the plate but i but i definitely um you know, there is a like single moms club out there yeah. where like that I've kind of, I, I became friends with a lot of guys that didn't have dads either. So we're kind of, we're, we're more in the, um, seeking, uh, not, not like, not like I'm trying to replicate that situation, but I, it's interesting to me. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I do feel lucky that I uh, grew up with my dad. Uh, it's because my parents didn't get a divorce, but they definitely should have gotten a divorce, you know? So it wasn't like the, the most calming childhood, but I, I, thinking back on it as an adult, I've talked to my brother and sister about it as well. It's like, it's nice to have them both there. I mean, they weren't always happy to be there, but they were both there. And so I had that. And you know, the, um, the old trope that you try to date your father, you try to look for your father. I don't really, I never believe that until I realize that one universal thing that I look for is that calming energy. Like if, if a dude can stay calm, then I'm like, which is so great. So attracted to you. <laughs> you just got to throw shit at him. And be yeah. like, what do you think right, now? Right. He's like, well, I understand your point. You're like, oh yeah, baby. Oh my God. But that's exactly what you were mentioning with this guy who was like, calm down, calm. this frantic guy's energy is that right. like, that was such a repellent to you. Exactly. And yeah, that makes total sense where like you, and again, my biggest issues with Tasha in the past have been where like, I don't communicate in a way that's productive with her and I don't meet me. And in my defense, my ego didn't want to be sort of a, um, uh, the type of person that gets walked over, but I've had to realize like Tasha's gonna, 
she's going to have moments where she says things she doesn't mean mm-hmm. and she acts in a way that's not something I need to react to because I need to know that that's just not healthy, but it's not mine to fix. Right. And she might feel a little weird afterward. Uh, even, but it goes both ways. Earlier, um, I was, I got an, I got a notification on my phone. I signed up for this new financial app thing, and it notified me. And it was, it wasn't good news, but it also wasn't. It was just confusing. Yeah. So I was, so I was reading it, and she's like, "Babe, are you gonna?" And I was like, sitting on the bed she just made. She's like, "Are you gonna fix the bed when you're?" You know, you just sat on it and we're in the, and I was like, honey, I'm good. And I kind of like, and then she goes, what the, what was that? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I was way out. Of, I was like, I know that came out harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes things come out harder. It's and you're like, oh yeah, you're right. I control the volume yeah. of my voice. Yeah. No, but it did. I like, yeah. I like, it, like it had a hard, like, like see, I was like, give me a chance. Like I said yeah. something. I was like, yeah, I hit that. I hit that vowel too hard or hit yeah. that note too hard. Gotcha. And, yeah. And then immediately she was like, okay. And she was like, fine. Because I didn't try to like battle something that I started. Right. I, I, yeah, I had the kind of the moment to go. Yeah, that was on, that was on me. Or sometimes I'll come in. I'll come in hot with an energy from from something, and she'd be like, "You're in such a bad mood." And I'm like, oh, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm not." And I really, I'm not. But if I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming in with energy, she might be perceiving that as like a lot when she's on the couch and she's yeah. she's already unwound. unwound. Right. She's we don't get to go. Vibe. We don't get to go through the decompression chamber at the same time. Right. And that's yeah. the hard part about a relationship is you don't always get to be at the same place. So if you can meet a guy who can sort of like who who whose variant isn't crazy right then when there is something like serious like it's like if you meet a hypochondriac you're not gonna believe them if they're actually sick like you're just thinking right. you got something exactly and versus yeah. if you meet somebody who's like honest with themselves and they're like i think i gotta go to the hospital be like shit this must be like you know right. words become more powerful when when you have control of them yeah absolutely um so what what did your dad think of your comedy? Uh, that's funny. He's the only one that saw it. So um, really, in your whole family, in my whole family. Well, no, my brother came out. Um, and recently. I'm sorry, I didn't ask where you, where where's your family based out of? Where are you from? Um, I'm from Kansas, but I don't really have any anybody left in Kansas. And my sister lives in Texas now with my mom and um, her kids and family. So um, was your dad in Texas too? They stayed. They were he, they were all together. Yeah, yeah my they, dad. So you say oh, you said they didn't get divorced, so they. They lived together. They lived together for the last eight months of, of his life. He w- was in his house in Kansas for a while. Um, oh, so then, you have no you have no Kansas yeah, no. family to go back to. Well, you know, there's some aunts and uncles and stuff, but um, I haven't really talked talk to them for a while. So Was growing up in Kansas, is that, because that's, my, 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 my father's family was Missouri. Was it, what, how does the Midwest differ from, so, I mean, obviously Southern California is super, pretty left leaning in are you from here i'm from rhode island oh, okay which is which is like a conservative very conservative in certain like um in certain way like the catholic i mean all irish yeah. catholic yeah. so like you're just guilty for like masturbating when you're 15 you're <laughs> right, just like exactly. fuck i shouldn't masturbate i know and then you're like what like what the you know what i mean it's just yeah. a weird like very strange but That's, then yeah. like nothing that matters like we weren't conservative about anything that mattered it just just masturbation <laughs> yeah just don't be like there was don't literally touch your there was a my my cousin's like someone t- some you know you back back in the back in the 90s you got all your info like secondhand from somebody who told you something so mm-hmm. my cousin told me that if you touch if you masturbate and touch your dick it won't grow oh wow that's, that's a- something you shouldn't tell a kid I he's mean, gonna touch his dick so now he's just gonna feel bad about it well no he's just gonna think he's gonna have a tiny dick yeah <laughs> 
So when it gets bigger, he's gonna be like, I guess I didn't touch it enough. The, that was so. I was like, that wasn't good news to get, <laughs> and that took years to be like. And then I was like, kind of like, eh, I don't buy that. But yeah. you just believe what's told to you. I know. Isn't that funny? Uh, like they, uh, they don't tell women like don't f- touch your like you know like because well, we they think we don't know how. Well, but I I've heard so many stories of women that have said like I started masturbating when I was like seven I didn't know what I was doing I was rubbing up against it you know what exactly, I mean exactly yeah you rub up against that couch and you're like hey yo <laughs> life I, is I, not so bad but it's like we're so repressed to like well, you can't like yeah like if you see like a you know a kid flicking his dick you go don't you can't do that yeah. but it's also like you don't parents aren't smart enough to like explain to their kids why they can't so that you just feel like there's some shame attached to it and then yeah you know, there's so much that's like the balance that you have to it's so difficult to strike with kids because you you can't do that in public kid but you also shouldn't be ashamed of it but at what know. age do you teach somebody how to masturbate or something do you teach do you have to teach them no but they but i mean god damn you should because like again and maybe that's just what the internet's for it's like seeking you shall find but like <laughs> i feel like i didn't know and I, I guarantee any guy listening you don't no one no one like teaches you so you just start rub, how, how, rubbing how shit can, on your dick and you're like oh, that feels oh we got i i you know like you don't know what you're doing you're just like hitting it with shit that's so funny it make it might sound <laughs> easy to do the jerk off motion in hindsight but that's yeah, not necessary I mean, that people in every guy will tell you some funny story where like he'll go at it like palms out it? i was gonna say how can how bad can you mess up the hand motion you but, mess it up <laughs> i'm telling you this some guy write in please sex actually podcast at gmail.com <laughs> let me know i um it was like in th- or third grade or whatever they passed out deodorant you mm-hmm. know they passed out like um old spice and the little like travel sized ones you know like in health class it was right. like a packet yeah. old spice probably just gave them a box of things so they passed it out sure so it was like this like not like lubricant but it's that blue kind yeah. that gel it wasn't a powdery mm-hmm. stuff i rubbed it on my dick <laughs> did that feel good it fe- smelled great okay oh but my it gosh. felt like uh it had like that cool um spearmint kind of vibe yeah, so I would think that it was felt a little cool but it wasn't like a lubricant and it wasn't and i was like that you you know but if and then i think eventually i had a cousin tell me use like what hands? you do he goes you jerk off this is what you do and i go yeah and he goes if you do it long enough it'll feel good oh my and you gosh. go oh and it sounds it sounds that probably is... insane to hear that but it's like this is a tool that you are not taught how to use that's so funny like i i just like this idea that you're like i know it does something if i just keep hitting it with stuff putting stuff on it when you don't know how what a jerk what jerking off is and you just feel the, you know, the feelings of being horny or whatever as like a teen or young teen or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. That is nuts. No. Because, you know, me and the couch, we, we go way back. So I never I had any problem first, with that. I remember <laughs> the first time I learned how to jerk. I learned to like, I no, I learned how to jerk off, right? Like I learned what it was, but mm-hmm. I, but I didn't, I never like committed to getting pat, you know, to the finish line. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, not in hindsight, it's crazy to think about. I haven't thought about this in decades, right? That but, must be scary for a, a little kid, honestly. Yeah, but the, then the but, coming part. But then the time that it did happen, I was like, oh, you can't unknow it. And then you're like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And you and then you kind of like teach yourself how to do it. You and can't you're like, unknow oh. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're like, oh. Yeah. Because at, at that point, like, does it, maybe it doesn't work yet for me. Yeah. One day it just starts working. And right. if you don't, and if you don't do that, you'll just have a wet dream. You'll, you'll, you'll have a dream of, of like something and you'll just come. And that's what's right. crazy about the fucking mind is that you can do that without even touching. You know what I mean? Guys come all the time. Guys come when they die. Did you know that? They I didn't, do. but yeah. I'm not surprised. They yeah. come when they die. They, come when they, they die. evacuate. Yeah. And that's probably 
genetically like your last ch- your last load that's right. your last shot yeah exactly and a lot of times uh they're still hard when they're you know dead in the mort- in mortuary and they can squeeze your dick out and oh goes oh my god yeah i know they shit when they constantly die. coming you Fuck. guys <laughs> but that's how that's how that's how we're supposed to do it you're sp- you know <laughs> like you're supposed to a yep. guy can have yeah can make a, a thousand kids a woman yep. can make 15 yeah, 20 exactly can, how many I kids mean, can a damn move? 20 i mean but think Slow about down. it you can make you've got 20 <laughs> i mean now now we, we age longer but like you yeah. go back in the day you're people are dead by 35 right. they, they're fucking at you're having kids at probably 14 15 but I'm, I'm right. talking back in the day. so like you've got 15 right. to 20 chance to have kids where a guy you know can um can seize a fucking continent and have 50,000 kids yeah. what did King Tut have 1,000 and then you got like uh, who was the guy um, Mongolian you, guy yeah the Mongolian guy <laughs> King is Khan, King is Khan. <laughs> he's got we're all we've all got King is Khan in us yeah, we've all exactly. got and you know he, he was probably fucking till he died and then he blew a load oh, he on bugged. his deathbed and they probably you know sampled it at the local Costco I don't yeah. know how it works <laughs> point like, is is uh, one more shot but like I, it, if I had a kid I don't know because I had the chance with my younger brothers and I never had like a sex talk with them. You so, so you like, did not give them the sex no. talk. No. Yeah. And I know my stepdad didn't. I know he was like not a good communicator. I had my uncle, the, the, I used to do a bit about this, but I remember coming home from a Red Sox game. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to a Red Sox game. We bonded. I don't know what I was, 14, 15. I don't know. But he goes, uh, he got really weird. My uncle, mm-hmm. Craig, I love this guy. Uh-huh. And he got really weird. And he goes, uh, so like, you know, think you're changing, you're growing up. He goes, uh, you good? <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, and he go, and he like laughs, and he goes, okay, <laughs> that is so, and uh, funny. and it was like, and then he he that that was his like I was his uh, open mic because he then had kids and probably like learned how to talk to them about it, but <laughs> but um. I learned m- so most. Think of, he got better. <laughs> who knows? I learned most of what I know about sex from my buddy Joel's. Um, his mom got him a book. About that was like that. a thick book, like a three inches, like a real wow. thick book that had everything like what a boner looks like, what wow. uh, you're going to get hair, like all these things. Wow. And I, and I remember, this is going to sound crazy. I remember like we, I'd, I'd sleep over his place and like I'd wake up before him. And I remember reading the book and being like, this is fascinating because like I didn't, you don't, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. Like I had right. no idea about all these things right. that is so easy to Google things now. Oh right. my gosh. I know. Like you've, you've watched porn before you know anything about life. <laughs> The only issue with porn is that if you're like a 13-year-old boy watching porn, you're going to see some fucking monster dicks. Yeah, and also you're going to see some real advanced, like you are you need to get to the innocent stuff before you go to the advanced stuff. Yeah. And I think as a society, we're going to get way crazy with sex if we start out with the wild, real, real crazy real dark shit you know like it's too much and it's like i don't have a solution there shouldn't be like i don't know either teen porn maybe, maybe there should be some kind of masturbation uh school because i will say porn uh, school yeah maybe something for you guys because uh some of you uh it probably some weird stuff about dicks and then it's like then you know as a woman you're like well, i don't know what this guy likes because the other guy liked his dick gripped real hard and like yeah clearly that's not you know thing. what's interesting is i had to have this um with with Tasha, she she won't, and she'll admit to this. She's very defensive if I tell her to do something. Oh. But in bed, I like to be like, uh, "Hey, grab, grab, smack my ass!" You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know why you sound like Italian. <laughs> hey, go in there and smack this ass. Why don't you over there? Call me Uncle Tony. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't did it, in the, and uh, 
So she's like, fuck that. Like, fuck you. I'm yeah. not telling you. Tell and so like the way she is normally is not to be like told what to do. And that, it, so, so I've had to be like, look, I, uh, if, 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 if you liked something, if you like the way I did something, tell me, cause I want to know what you like, because I'm punching the buttons. Like I'm playing a video game. Right. I don't know what works. So yeah. if punching that button works. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. Yeah, and quit I'm going oh, to keep hitting the button that works. I'm going to learn. Button so masher. I was like, look, like I like, I like, uh, you know, so, so then I would explain to her some, you know, and, and then, and she was very less reactive to me being like, cause I was like, I'm not saying it like, I don't like the other things. I like, I, I like it all. There isn't anything right. where I'm like, no, what the fuck is that? There's right, no, right. no, that move. <laughs> it's just like, but there's better. There's still, you know, mm -hmm. so even though we've been together for almost six years, it's still, you know, we still have a lot of like communicating to do, but, but that's, but at least we've gotten out of, yeah. um, and it, you know, we, we work on it, but we've gotten out of a lot of the toxic reactionary way to, we communicate. Now, yeah. now we know that there's just so much more right. to look forward to. I was going to say, that's like a great place to be because you have a lot of room to grow uh, left in your relationship. And that's really nice. I find it really interesting because I find usually if somebody is one way in real life that they're kind of the opposite in bed a lot of the time. Like if they're real domineering in real life, like a head CEO boss type dude, he wants to be submissive. Oh, interesting. Like usually that's not usually. I and mean, there's a spectrum of that. I am. I'm very much vanilla with like no one's gonna be wowed <laughs> by you know no one's gonna be like jesus christ it you know what i mean but but not like in a yeah. you know squeaky rocky chair you know you know uh what you know in a way it's, but like yeah uh, uh you, when, when you hear about some people go jesus christ I right? know. And like, yeah you know, they flipped him around and fucked him yeah oh all right well cool but like mm -hmm. wow all right well, yeah just, maybe 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 that's uh you know the next level i'll get to maybe. <laughs> you know we, we can only hope I'm also, I would also say I'm like not, n nobody's going to be too surprised by what I'm going <laughs> to. But that's how it is. It's like you just, you know, uh, communicating in bed is just like um, sort of the next step once you learn how to communicate. Like yeah. you're, like you're, you're probably. I've always been very interested in what the other person wants. Like yeah. honestly. It's, I just want We're to know. Comics. I literally want to know. All we what, want to what do, do is like? make the audience happy. Right. So in the bedroom, and I've heard this too. We'll, we'll wrap this up because we're at an hour. Oh, yeah. When you say like, sw you said swimmers make good lovers. I think mm -hmm. comics, mm -hmm. I've been told, make good lovers. And you have to not include the weirdos that are just like, you know, can't even look someone in the eye. You talk right. about the comics that like, yeah, like the people pleasing codependent kind of like, hey, come on, let's all get on the thing. It's like, yeah. it's like if I'm on stage, I'm like, hey, give a round of applause for the troops. And yeah. I'm in bed, I'm like, hey, give it up for the troops. <laughs> <laughs> I got applause breaks yeah. for the troops just so I can lick some pussy. You know, like yeah. we're trying to... <laughs> I have heard I, I've heard a lot of comics talk about how good they are at cunnilingus because they have to be because of their personality. Yeah. So I started doing that joke. I was like, I got I started growing out a mustache to let everyone know that I go down on my lady. But it's really not. I mean, that's not. <laughs> what? I was I was always that was a step. That was a step where like I didn't I didn't eat pussy um, for a long time. But that's something you, that necessarily when you're just casually dating someone, you might not jump right into. Well, yeah. And also, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's weird that sometimes having sex yeah. might be, you might get laid more than you're getting, than you're licking pussy because it's just right. like, I feel like that's more intimate. Right. And maybe, and it's also just become more and more popular to talk about. Like, I remember rap songs from like 30 years ago and they're like, I, I'm not drunk enough to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And then like now they're like, I eat the ass. I eat the ass like grocery. Like it's all in like, wild, right? Yeah. So it's That's like, progress. Yes. They I eat think the so. ass like groceries. Exactly. That's, but also like the, uh, the African-American culture 
was like um, guys. Yeah, the guys took it as a point of pride that they didn't uh, eat pussy. But also the Italian culture. But it's not there anymore. Now there's a lot of different cultures that it was just yeah. like a weird thing. And then I think once people started talking, they go, No, no, no. You want to make your lady come. You want to go. Yeah. You want to. You want to be a giver, and then hope that you know they're kind of they'll meet you on that. Play, you know, right. playing field too. And now it's just another thing to brag about how good they are at eating pussy. And That's like, so funny. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Track two. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. Where can people find you? What uh, let my audience know? You know, for all of our Southern California listeners, your social media, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. So Kateability, K A T A B I L I T Y, and a lot of people try to say Catability. It's Kateability. Um, Kateability. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna do my prop comedy show. Yes, I would love to do your prop comedy show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two drink minimum is the name of that show with the cocktails uh you can find that on at two drink minimum comedy where do you do that at um all over okay cool. it's usually like at a house sometimes we do it at a Ooh, bar. i love house shows I know, oh that's fun. fun so the comic does their set and then they make them a fun drink and then they cocktail. what's like an example that you can think of of a drink that somebody made that the bartender would make a comic after their set uh one of my favorites was uh bianca Cristoval's drink and she was doing a joke about um uh, megan markle the black and she was calling her the black royal and um so he made a drink called the black royal and it had vodka and activated charcoal in it and it was like really jesus good. christ yeah. activated charcoal yeah there you go i good. love her and That's it was a, an actually it was a black drink it was cool oh nice yeah That's so funny well thanks again for doing the show and everyone go support kate go kate ability kate ability kate ability kate ability kate ability kate ability yeah all right and we'll take a photo and we'll post it on the social media so you can go to um at the dot sap and you can see us check us out there i'll post some videos i post all the episodes up on youtube i never promote the youtube but the youtube's up there if people actually want to watch the episodes i'm sure most people are listening we got like 99 percent of people listen but then i chop up the little things people can listen to cool. and um i also started my patreon actually we've almost done it for a year now we've got 15 amazing loyal patreon members we're actually every, everyone who joins our patreon gets um a couple bar we, we send them a soap package that tasha and i made it's actually um curing in that corner over there you can't see it. it's in a box right behind that chair i'll show it to you but it's not done. i'll give you some soap it's not done yet so you have to wait we're like tyler we, durden yeah exactly we made the soap we blended it we we mixed it we have a peppermint soap with a coffee scrub built into the soap and then we've got a um uh, clove and cinnamon soap with, which has rose clay and you combine the two and it's got like streams of this pink rose clay which is really good for your skin oh my god it's made with coconut oil I'm pitching it like like people actually can. I'm you excited can't, here's the thing you can't buy it I mean if you email me and you ask me I'll sell it to you but we try not we don't make it to sell it we made 32, 32 pounds of soap but gifts go to our patreon members so if you want to become a patreon this is the absolute chance you you know we'll send you this along with a weekly extra episode i do solo episodes by the way i if you don't you need to get into this solo episode game it's so great for comics i turn the mics on and the solo episodes on patreon i don't have to um or deal with like licensing issues so i can just play music so this this episode i played new holiday songs i found some good new holiday songs on spotify they have a new holiday playlist i didn't know they made new yeah and one of the songs i found i loved it so much i played it twice and then i comment on it and this and that and they took it off the spotify playlist so i think i think my patreon i don't know why they took it off you know they might have uploaded it and then the the um the record label like nixed it for whatever reason i don't know but it's gone i can't wow. find it anywhere and it's on my patreon now oh so wow. yeah it's just like really cool hip-hop like i don't need no man holiday christmas song oh yeah um, I, need, I need that yeah but anyway <laughs> so so for those listeners if you if you um do want to contribute during the Christmas season you can go there or and again people have said this they go I'm not a Patreon person but you do want to um, contribute to the podcast I put a donation button up on the Sex Actually page so go to sexactuallypodcast.com scroll to the bottom there's a donation button I like to tell people that because I'm so like you know 
guilty Catholic where I'm just like, don't do it if you don't have the means. Yeah. <laughs> but if you got some fucking trust fund money and you just want to throw it someone's direction, you, you, now you know where to go. So go to patreon.com slash the sap, patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P and you can catch, I think what is now 50 or 60 episodes of extra content that's on there if you have any wow. long trips you need to go on. But anyway, that's my pitch over there and then go check Arcade Ability. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you, this you. might be, this, this was a good one. This was I, this was a really good chat. I really enjoyed awesome. um, finding out that we're comedy cousins because yeah. I think I think we're I think we're on the same page. We're gonna do we're gonna do uh, a prop comedy together. I feel I'm like. excited about. We're that. We're gonna both bring props that are similar, and yeah. we're gonna develop a prop comedy empire and bring it back. <laughs> Thanks again. This was this app. Bye everybody. Bye.